You're listening to the Titties and Tacos podcast on the Detroit is Different After Dark podcast network. And I'm Tina Andromeda. And this is Titties and Tacos. <laughs> and I am Engineer Joe. Engineer Joe. Engineer Joe. We love Joe. Woo-woo. All right. <laughs> so today, everybody, the taco of the day is the highly underrated Indian taco. Yum. Indian yes. taco? Like Indian curry taco? taco? Nope. Like, nope. It's not the Indian, same thing. like, very problematic Native American tacos. Oh. Yeah. So that's what they should actually be called. But the natives also call them Indian tacos. So, you know, it's a gray area. But anyway, um, so Indian tacos are much, di- much different than uh, what your traditional tacos are. The yes, found- enlighten us. The foundation of an Indian taco is um, a Native American fried dough called fry bread Ooh. yes so like let me tell ear? you let me tell you about fry bread before we can even get to the taco part of this the fry bread is the star of this Ooh. and as much as i love tacos the fry bread is the, the absolute clutch piece of this dish okay so i went to a a native american based elementary middle school they they there they did a lot of traditional native american things we learned a lot about the culture it's very immersive very enlightening really enjoyed it very small school one of my favorite things was like on when you would have your traditional like field days or end of the year things instead of having like pizzas like you would normally have like you would we would still have pizzas it's a room full of kids Mm -hmm. you're gonna have pizza right but also some of the people on the board or or elders in the community would make fry bread and then they would also make Indian tacos. Okay. It's dough. It's literally what the name says. They make the dough, they fry it, but it is delicious. I don't know how you make the dough. I found many recipes. Wow. So we're giving you a taco. We have no idea how to make us. No, but I found multiple recipes and I plan on making it myself. I just feel like I want to go find this wonderful woman named Wanda who used to make personally my favorite. Hey, Wanda. Right? Wanda used to make some of the best fry bread. Oh, and Darlene and everybody. It was just delicious. So what you do is it's, it's a circle maybe, I don't know, six centimeters Sure. sure right but um and it's a circular dough it's very fluffy it's almost like if it would it, it's similar to like a thicker piece of like you've had an elephant ear right yeah yeah so elephant ear is really thin and it's got all the sugar remove the sugar make it a thicker piece of dough and that's kind of the shape you know the the kind of look that you have to it then on top of it you put all your regular taco fixing so the ground beef cheese lettuce and tomato and you eat it eat it kind of like an open face taco you eat it with a knife and fork But when I tell you that bread is so delicious and having those taco fixings on top of of it, it's like nothing you've ever had before. Me and my one of my best childhood friends, 
who only went to this school with me for one year, we today, like 15 Fry years bread. later, will sit and just reminisce about these tacos. Oh, man. So, I plan to make them. Hopefully, you guys will make them with me. We're all going to do try this out together because it is absolutely worth We're going to make them together yes. on Facebook Live, guys. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so watch out for that. And we'll definitely be posting the recipe that I found. But that's our taco today. Indian fry bread taco. Yeah. Oh, girl. It's so worth it. <laughs> it's so worth it. If you have, lovely. If you have the fortunate, if you are fortunate enough to have an actual Native American person in your life, please find them and ask them to tell you more about this because it's so worth it. Well, you know, girl, we all got a little Indian in our Well, family. you know how we do. <laughs> the yeah. letter of today is B. Yeah. B. All right. What's my, your B this week? My, my, my. My B mm-hmm. is birth control. Whoop, whoop. Let's talk about it. Hello. Birth control. Yeah. Control those births. Can we, please? <laughs> for oh my gosh. Who, for those who want to control those births. In my opinion, my expert opinion, mm. the best form of birth control is wait wait it's is a it? baby <laughs> please okay? please explain let me let me tell you what that means mm. for those who have like myself one child just one just just, just one. one baby they are the greatest form of birth control there is no iud in the world mm-hmm. that will stop you from having a baby the way spaghetti being thrown on your curtains in your living room will stop you from having a baby. <laughs> when you have to have several, several, because obviously my toddler is super popular in her Mickey Mouse stuffed animal circle. So she has to entertain several tea party guests a day. Yeah. And you have to drink. I've been to the one of those oh. parties. It's an exclusive. Oh, place. my God. The cakes and the pies and the taste this and what is this and give me this. All of these things. Please be my friend. Yes. Let's have tea together. Babies, having one baby where you are their sole playmate. Mm -hmm. You are their best friend. You're their teacher, their lawyer, their doctor, their chauffeur, their coach. Everything is the best form of birth control. Like thinking that your child is you know napping and then you wake up and you go to or they or you think that they have awakened from their nap and you find them scribbling with a purple crayon on a gray crib um or let's talk about like the shit up the legs and out the shirt yeah up the the backs and out the legs Mm. and through the shirt and you just like should i throw it away like the whole baby like the baby yeah. like should I just not and just, just put it in just, just throw it's the just fucking baby away yeah. like they're beautiful they're little monsters but I don't want it <laughs> I know I don't, I don't want, want it. it I don't, I don't, I don't. want it yeah. and after that you're like no I don't know if I can do this yeah give me the birth control but really that baby is the be like don't touch me I love you I want to have the sex but you got me pregnant and I don't want it. Yeah, I would That's have to not. 100% agree with that. Because while I don't have any children of my own, there's a reason for that. I personally have 
I mean, well, you have several children. Well, I have several children that I claim, and more importantly, send back to their parents. (laughs) That's the best way to do it. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm out here, professional auntie. Come and look my services up. (laughs) Yeah, that was my dream. But, (laughs) however, I'm the oldest of seven kids total. I've seen babies in all forms, shapes, and varieties. There was a daycare in my house. I'm done with it. Yeah, no. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Children are wonderful. I love my godchildren. I love your baby. I love a whole multitude, a host of little small people that I can't wait to see grow up and be fabulous, wonderful people. Yeah. I want none of it for myself no. because I've seen it and I think I'm, I'm good on it. It's one of the things where I'm just like, I'm okay. I sat my cocoa baby on the potty <laughs> and as, as we traverse through this horrendous process of teaching a person how to properly pee and (laughs) it is um i want to blow my fucking brains out to be honest um i should be checked on often you by those who love me and it is just one of the worst yes please and carry my mulch (laughs) um (laughs) and so if you've gone through this you know how frustrating it is Mm. to transition them from these diapers to you know should i use pull-ups should i not use pull-ups people some people are for them some people are against them some people are like hey just let them run wild and free and i'm like i got shit to do like (laughs) i have to go places and i'm gonna trust you to put these elena of avalor draws on and we're gonna have a conversation and you're gonna look at me with these pretty brown eyes this perfect little face and you're going to lie you're going to lie to me and you're going to tell me i'm going to keep these dry and you know what i'm going to want to believe you from the bottom of my heart because i'm sick of this shit like literally tired like literally of fucking diapers like i'm tired Mm -hmm. you know and Mm -hmm. i'm like okay you're going to keep them dry today is going to be the day (laughs) and then you pull up to your aldi or wherever the fuck you shop and you go to remove them from their seat and they are soaking wet. The seat is nasty, it's hot and it's pissy in your car and they're pissy and now you're pissy because everything has just been peed on, like your yeah. life. Yeah. And it's just, you know, but then you look at them and they're like, I love you. And you're like, oh, yeah, you're perfect. But see, I think that's what gets people called up is see, you have been able to, for whatever reason, focus on the being covered in piss like that part yeah whereas what i find with a lot of my friends who have multiples what i find is that they get cut up in the other part like when the pretty brown eyes say oh "Oh, yeah no it's a trap that's a trap first of all (laughs) that is a trap do you have any advice for for people that might temporarily think that that having another one is actually the better choice never look a gift horse in the mouth (laughs) And by gift horse, I mean baby. And by mouth, I mean eyes. Do not stare at them, ever. <laughs> just talk to them, like, from the side. Use your peripheral, like, it's just like, don't make eye contact. Yeah, it's kind of like looking in, looking directly in Erica Badu's eyes. Yes. Like, I found this. I, <laughs> I was, we were I, I was afraid it. last night when, no. I, when I worked the concert. I was afraid to look directly into her eyes no. because I, I thought I would wake up in crocheted pants in the morning. So you this would. Is a, this real thing like so i was following her on instagram for a while and she posted too many selfies of her face and she looked like 
It was one of those she's things where like, where like yes. you move and it's her. It follows you. You swear she's yeah. looking yeah. at you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I had to unfollow yeah. her. Like she's the only person I who I like. I followed her and I love her. She's, she's my she's absolute favorite person. She's the only person who talk I about, like. Talk about black girl magic. Absolutely. Right? Like, she is yeah. the she is. Like yes. that's who she Brimming is. with black girl magic. Yeah, like she's the only person I've ever liked that I have also unfollowed because I can't. Yeah, she's a lot. That body box is real too. She's very intense. Yeah, but no. You know, so birth control, babies are birth control, bills are birth control. Ooh. Oh my Say goodness. Speak why on is it. everything, <laughs> why is adulting so goddamn expensive? Oh, Le- no. Like, I found out, I moved and I was geeked. I'm like, yeah, I'm moving. I got my house finally and I'm going to buy all my things and I'm going to furnish it and everything. Yep. And then I found out that a rug was like, Fifty thousand fucking dollars, yeah. and I'm like American dollars, and they're like, yes, American dollars. And I'm like, well, so. you can have this Monopoly money, or <laughs> can we trade some things? I'm, I'm, I can, you know, I can write. Like, yeah. can I pay you with words? And they're <laughs> like, no, I need your monies. And I'm just like, what? And so rugs are expensive. <laughs> and what was their reply? You're like, what? And they were like, they just didn't reply. <laughs> I just wonder sometimes because I ask people. They those just sorts didn't of say any. I just walked away. Like I was just like I'm gonna be rugless, <laughs> but at least I got a bed though, and it's not on the floor. Like I have an actual bed frame. I see some of That's these pictures gross. posted where like people are their mattresses are on the floor, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna lie. It's like watching my 600 pound life and feeling really good about yourself. Like oh, I'm like oh I'm winning somewhere. Like somewhere. I got a bed, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But everything is so fucking expensive. Gas is expensive. Gas has gone up. It's like yes. super. What happens in the days of like I could put five dollars in my car? You can't hand nobody five dollars. You can't. Five dollars is not even gas money anywhere. If you picking somebody up, like people gonna look at you like, what am I supposed to do with this? You no. better cash at me another five dollars. Yeah. I, I get in my car and before I even like when I put the key in and turn the ignition, it's like, how much? <laughs> how much? <laughs> it won't start. <laughs> it won't start exactly. if it's. That's what they want to know. Exactly. I saw a, a, a dozen large eggs for like two oh nine. I'm like, what? Oh, for no. twelve eggs? Listen, yeah. I'm gonna go buy me a chicken first. Yeah. Right. Like it, it's crazy. And so I'm thinking, again, I don't need an IUD. I don't need this implanol, ethanol, implanon, whatever they putting in you. I don't need Empanada, it. Empanada. is like I don't. First of all, if they were giving me empanadas <laughs> to stop me from having a baby, I'm signing up. Okay, no, I, actually, I take an empanada too. Not gonna lie, but you know, I, I you know, the pills, the patch. Like, am I a smoker mm. or do I not want a baby? I'm confused. Do I have a gambling problem? Why are you putting this patch on me? Yeah. I don't know. So. babies and bills for sure are for me enough birth control to make me go nope I'm good and shout out to all of the parents of multiples I have no idea how y'all do that like I can't even take care of myself sometimes my child is super cute and her hair is done and she's clean and her her clothes are cute and I'm just walking around looking like like I just made it through zombie apocalypse like I remember I used to be cute and then I had a baby and it's like I'm almost cute like (laughs) she'd be alright if she brushed her hair or did something you know but yeah it's it's a lot but I feel you shout out to A my mama cause that's crazy I don't know how she's still raising seven whole kids cause none of us are grown for real and then also my best friend she's got three my three godchildren and two of them are boys and they are 
rambunctious, I think, is the word the Caucasians would use for it. Yes. Um, <laughs> they're a little active. They're highly active young boys, and I just, I commend her every day because she is with them and her one-year-old, and I'm just like, girl, I, I, I don't even know how you do it. She still have a smile on her face, want to have a conversation with me. I wouldn't talk to anybody. Like, don't say any words to me. Like, don't, just don't talk to me. I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I'm I out. I feel you. So, yeah, and then at least it. with the multiples, they can play with each other. You yeah, know, like they're helpful. each other's best friend. I'm her best friend. She also only plays with adults. And I'm and out. I'm not your best friend though. Like I'm yeah, not one is. of your little friends. I can't wait to even say that. <laughs> so why are we pretending like this is a thing? I don't get to be your friend to you at least thirty. Yeah, yeah. My, like my you so has far the from same that. problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like because um, she and and like okay, it's a weird situation because. Like, I really wasn't in my daughter's life until after she was three years old. Okay. She just turned nine. Mm-hmm. And she very much thinks she's an adult. Because mm-hmm. when I first, oh, when I first left to go to New York, mm-hmm. like, we lived in pretty much a one-room apartment. Like, when I first went to New York. So it was me, her mom, and her. And we were all in the same room. So she was constantly around adults so she felt like that was her place mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so she finds herself inserting herself into adult conversations yes. and we constantly yes. have to remind her hey uh, that's not yeah. for you it's not your place even at the toddler park my child instead of playing with the kids she goes up and runs up to the parents yeah like and hey, they'll be sitting strange with parents i'm like stranger How danger your day today right, right. <laughs> like, like what are you doing no we were at a birthday hey. party with tons of toys and multiple children and she came up to me and said hey are you going to play with this pj mask with me or not auntie like here let's uh play like this. go play with the other kids she goes okay, okay. <laughs> like, like i have to <laughs> i don't trust them I don't want to. They're small. Yeah. <laughs> They're her size. Like, yeah, all of no. it, like, like I don't trust people my own size. No. no. I know who I am. Babies, so. bills. I don't want yeah. it. I don't, I don't want it. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and my third form of birth control is bosoms. Mm. Like, what are you talking how about? Is here? That, how is that birth control? That's because not birth control. It for is. Me. It is, not though. For me. Well, well, not for you, but yeah. none of the that's IUD like, isn't really for you either. So. <laughs> nah, no, no. <laughs> That's not here for you. Well, no, either. I just said that's not. I meant in a. The t- yeah. That's like birth promotion for yeah. me. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, but here's yeah. what I mean by that. Like, Boobies. I was bamboozled. Oh, here we go. I was. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was boom. Yeah, I was. I was boozled. 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 Let us straight. Let me. Let me. Let me lament one one time. So, <laughs> I was told like, breastfeed your baby. It's the best food for your baby. Your it's, baby won't be sick. It's free. Yeah, it's free. Hey, there's going to be things in there to give to your baby. It's the best choice. Don't you want to be a good mom? Blah, 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 right? Colostrum, colostrum, colostrum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm like, oh, it's free. That's all I heard. I'm not going to lie. I didn't I, give I a led, shit about the health aspect. Did you say free. no money? Food? I was right. I'm like, like free? Free. Okay, free. Cool. Free. Cool, cool, cool. So, free. And breastfed, and it was initially it sucked. You know, it, it was painful, and you know, it was just like it was for me. It was gross because 
I don't like people, and I didn't know her, and she didn't really introduce herself. She just kind of <laughs> came yeah, into your life. Yeah, they just kind of like, took her out and just slapped her on the tit, and I'm just like, I don't even know your name for real. I don't even, <laughs> I don't even know that I like your name for real yet. And so we didn't have a proper introduction, and then it just went on for some time, and then you get like the achy nipples, and it just got real gross. And and you're on me, and I don't like to be touched like that. Like that's not my love language. Tacos and obviously mulch are my love language. Like you show up with both of them, we good to go. But you know, you being in my space like that was just not. And so I'm like, oh, but I stuck it out and I did it for 15 months. And then you know, but while it's happening, you got milk. You got you know your your, your boobs look good. You and for a person who never really had any, I'm like, oh, cool. I could wear these cute little tank tops and all these things. All the other girls been wearing and blah. All the other women been wearing, and I'm cute. Well, they don't tell you, though, that you end up with orangutan titties after you stop breastfeeding. Nobody tells you that they deflate like we all did when Trump won. Like, no, like <laughs> nobody actually tells you what happens and what they look like. And then you get stretch marks and you get all these, you get different titties <laughs> that you went in this with. These are not the titties. They, I don't for. know these titties. And, like, nobody told me. I was so misinformed. And... So that is also a form of birth control because never again for all the ladies out there who love your titties. I don't know. And maybe you do love your baby more than your titties. You probably should. <laughs> I think I would have made a different decision. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> Oh that is that's, my beef for that's today. That's very deep. That is deep <laughs> it is. Deep. It is. It runs deep with this one. That is Clearly. A deep, deep. Clearly. Oh my goodness. Well, anyway. My B for this week is better have my reasons. Exactly. So, so before, before y'all get all bent out of shape about this, what I'm referring to is when people, um, particularly lots of people in my inner circle, go to, they go to the doctor, they go to the hospital, right? Something's happened, or for the most part, something's happened. But other than that, they go in for an appointment visit. Doctor tells them something. They're like, okay, write them a script. Okay, tells you go see some somebody. Okay, come home. Here's a question. Why did the doctor tell you to go do X, Y, and Z? How many times do you think any person I've talked to can actually tell me why. And we just all Google and get on WebMD. Which is lies. WebMD is going <laughs> to tell you you have cancer. Yeah. WebMD is going to be like, you're dying. And you're you dying. Hours. Today. This is the thing. <laughs> this is the thing. If there's Bucket one thing I want people to understand <laughs> is coughing and fatigue and fatigue and nausea are literally symptoms for every known disease on the face of the planet. I'm not even joking That's about the that. First like indication. the first indication of illness of not being well is for you to be nauseous and or fatigued. So when you put in I'm nauseous, I'm fatigued. You can be anything from pregnant you got 12 minutes to live to almost dead. Yeah. Those things and every, everything in right between. WebMD is going to start with, "Hey, by the way, you're probably dying." Anyway, what I I just it's very short and simple. If you go to the doctor and he says, You say I have this complaint, the doctor says, Okay, here's what we're gonna do or here's what we can do, depending on how decent of a medical professional he is. Here's what we're gonna do. Go see this other doctor or here's a medication or something. 
it is your full right and responsibilities to say, hey, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's very simple. Say, hey, why, Doc, are we doing this particular thing? Yeah. Now, a couple of things can happen after that. Your doctor could have time today to decide to do what his job is, his or her job, and that is explain to you why we're doing this. Mm -hmm. Now, there's also a possibility that they don't have the time and cannot do it. What I want you to understand is just like if you went to a restaurant and they brought you something that you didn't order, it is their responsibility to bring you what you ordered. It is also the doctor's responsibility to explain what he's doing. So are you saying I can go in my doctor's office and order like a bunch of Xanax? You can't order things from the doctor. You Well, he, you just said it's like a restaurant. No, 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 no. Not the order part. It's that they have a responsibility to bring you what I want. No. They have a responsibility. Like <laughs> they have a responsibility to bring you what you order. That's the rest that's a restaurant's right. responsibility. Right. Because it's a restaurant mm-hmm. where you eat food. Right. That you order. Mm -hmm. Okay. A doctor's office is where a doctor comes to treat your ailment. Right? Right. Okay. Also in the list of doctor's responsibilities is to tell you he can't just treat you and walk away. (laughs) Like, this isn't like (laughs) drive-by treatment. Like, But what if I just want a Z-Pack? You can't get that just because you want it. (laughs) But I feel like I need it. (laughs) Did you go to medical school? I got on WebMD. This is the problem. This is my thing. I'm not saying that you can go in there and write a list and expect to come out with whatever you can come out with. What I'm saying is, is that just like you can't just go in and get what you want, the doctor can't just give you what he wants without telling you why. I feel like people don't ask why, particularly our people. Yeah, we just we don't take whatever they why. give us. Like you have two, you have literally two frames of thought about, it's particularly for our people, about being in the doctor's office. The one is the old frame of thought. Well, the doctor said this, I'm going to take mm-hmm. it. That's normally your 50s, not even 50s. It's probably I'm not now. Anything. It's probably about your 65 and up crowd. They're like, well, doctor told me to take it. I'm going to just take this one and go with the right. rest of them. Yeah. Or the other frame of thought is, I don't trust you. I don't know you. I ain't doing it. But you also haven't had a conversation with this person or made them do their job. Part of their job, there's a list of responsibilities that they have. Take in the information. Make a, make a, come to a conclusion. Decide a treatment. Explain the treatment. You can't yeah, do you know, stuff We all to know people. somebody on like five blood thinners, heart medication. Happens all the time. Insulin. Happens like, all the time. Like you own 17 different things and you don't even know if they all go together and work together. Like you barely live it. And the thing is, is we live in such extremes though. Like so... The people will hear this and be like, I'm going to go in there and tell that doctor off. Why you got me on this? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is... That's what I'm saying, though. I know that's what you're saying. And I'm here to tell you that you're wrong. That is not the answer. Give your medical professional these hands. No, that's not going to get you anywhere. (laughs) That's not going to get you anywhere. All I'm saying is... you (laughs) You don't have to be timid about the fact that they need to explain something to you. To the point that that is part of their job. There should be reasons for their actions. And some professionals feel like that they can just do it because they know the information. And they forget that they're the only person in the room sometime with that information. Part of the fear of being in the doctor's office is you don't know the information the doctor But knows. what happens in a situation like mine 
where they told me that I had bronchitis for mm-hmm. years and mm-hmm. gave me bronchitis medication mm-hmm. only to discover that I had asthma. This is my thing. When you were in there and you... Because you're saying I can't order something from them. So even if I know better, they're saying, well, I'm the doctor. I have the education and I'm I'm credentialed enough to be able to diagnose you. But then you misdiagnosing me. This is the thing. WebMD told me I got asthma. First of all, WebMD did not tell you you had asthma. WebMD probably told you you had lung cancer. This is the problem. (laughs) So what I'm saying is, is the conversations don't happen appropriately on either side. But all I'm out here, I'm always out here for the people with less access and the people with less empowerment in a in a situation like that. And those people in a doctor-patient situation, a lot of times end up being the patient. True. Like the doctor is the person with the more information and with, and therefore holds more cards in that interaction. But what if the doctor secretly wants you to die and is holding information this is, from you? And see, this is this is what I'm talking about with the <laughs> other side of black people because we have reason to feel that way. Yeah, because we were tested and, you, and experimented thing, because on. Because this thing has happened years and years and it goes years and years back. Mm-hmm. Did they give us syphilis? Very, exactly. They gave yeah, us in, syphilis. In they, fact, that was the whole premise of black dynamite. Exactly. They're out here just giving us. I've never us seen Black Dynamite. You really I mean, not Black Dynamite. No, um, no. But no, yeah, no. Black Dynamite was, but I meant to say Black Lightning. That was the actual premise of Black Lightning oh. as well. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah, but that was how they got their Everything that is known about women's health was done on un, unsedated, unanesthetized black women. All of that, all of the research and things that make the field great and spectacular now was learned through. Um, poor african-american women so it's not to say that the feelings aren't rooted in something real it definitely is i don't trust you but the thing is i'm about you navigating your life well now and i'm not saying if a doctor if you ask a doctor a question this is the thing i'm a real advocate of if even if i know flat out that you're wrong i want you to know that you're wrong and what happens when you yell at people and cause conflict like that they don't realize that more importantly they don't realize that they're wrong and you're right what i found that works is to ask questions to get you to the conclusion that i'm trying to get you at and what i'm saying is you go to these doctors and ask more questions you know it's real hard to say oh this patient is crazy when they're simply asking you a question what happens is you come in there you say y'all not gonna do this to me everybody's in here lying you just want my insurance money go go and be every stereotype they already think that you are and then they can shut you out and move on with their day but when you go in there like i have done multiple times with my grandmother should go in there and they wanted to do x y and z and i simply asked the question of why are we doing that and can we do something else does something else exist because legally they're obligated to tell you if something else exists yeah but that's when you have to have a a patient advocate everybody doesn't know how to advocate for themselves well that's the point of me saying this that's the whole point of my topic is is we need to know how to advocate for themselves that's the also some of the differences between our people and everybody else when they get in those spaces is they know how to advocate for themselves not only do they advocate for themselves they advocate for each other exactly and the thing is, if, if you if this is never brought to the attention 
if it's never brought up it's never discussed which it rarely is because again we're from an entire culture of people that have been used as guinea pigs so even the ones that say oh well the doctor said do it they still run with the thought well this also might kill me but that's just how it goes like everybody across the board feels this way and we're never going to move past it or do any better especially looking forward it's going to be more important not less important to advocate for yourself because ain't nobody out here looking out for us that's that's the cut and dry. That is the cut and dry. And I, I mean, it's agree. not just us. It's every. It's getting ready to be a dirty free for all in this country, where everybody is literally fending for themselves, advocating for themselves, being out here for themselves. So it's Which important. Which we have to link arms and rise up. Okay. Against the institution. <laughs> or we can do that. But yeah, my or we can just have titties and tacos. Or we can or just eat tacos. Eat a taco and rub a titty. <laughs> or that. You but know. yeah, so for me, that's my thing. If you're going to your doctor, medical professional, anybody else, like if you were going to your mechanic, your mechanic say this costs $100, you just going to pay him $100 or you going to ask them why? What is it? What are you doing? Well, or you'll just have his baby and never pay for anything. Nobody again. is talking about your poor choices. Oh! <laughs> wow. Darn it. Hello. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my B for the week. Okay. I guess that They works. better have your reasons. <laughs> have some reasons. Have some freaking reasons. Yes. Well, her reasoning for poor health care. <laughs> Transitions perfectly into my life hack. What's your life hack this week, babe? My life hack is um, born from my complete disdain for medicine and uh, or Western medicine and their practices. Oh well, look at that. My eucalyptus brings all the boys to the yard. (laughs) (laughs) Period. Oh my god. So my life hack works like this. Mm-hmm. For all of those people who um, are using essential oils or uh, have something like I do, like a respiratory difficulty or challenge like asthma, um, instead of always using an albuterol inhaler or taking, uh, what do I take? Huh? What's the other one? The Q-Bar. Oh, so okay. I'm not, now mind you, ain't nobody on here, I'm not licensed to give y'all no medical advice. Yeah, this is just, let, this. Me, let me give you the disclaimer, Okay. <laughs> Go see a doctor. Go see a doctor. We are not them. I <laughs> am not um, here for Western medicine. I try to do everything that I can do naturally um, to see if I can relieve any, you know, ailments or whatever it is that I'm, I'm dealing with. So I have asthma, and what I found that works for me is taking my essential oils and diffusing them. And so I use five drops of eucalyptus, five drops of peppermint, three drops of tea tree oil and two drops of lavender and it creates a really uh, really really good um what would you call it uh it it, it alleviates my my yeah it works as aromatherapy thank you works as aromatherapy so it alleviates whatever challenges i'm having as far as uh, chest aches from you know struggling breathing or you know whatever asthma related issue i'm having the essential oils work really well uh for me and in addition to that Tina Andromedon purchased a necklace, mm-hmm. a locket for me that holds these little tiny pads, pads. Yeah, absorbent pads that are interchangeable. They come in all kind of different colors, and you can put the essential oils on them and wear them as a necklace or oh, bracelet. Wow. Yeah. That's actually really thoughtful. We yeah. actually, ooh, I wonder, 
now now with the diffuse now when you're diffusing the oils like when in i'm assuming this is in your home mm-hmm. right? in my bedroom yep now you have like a diffuser that diffuses it into the air yes so, that so i i have a i have a floor diffuser and just fill it up with water and i put the drops in there and put the top back on i'll let it diff- and i'll just you know just let it go and kind of like a humidifier yeah kind of like a humidifier but um the locket works really well when i'm out and about especially my asthma is triggered by cold weather so you know michigan is really we got that really shady weather it'll be ninety thousand degrees you know one hour and it'll snow three hours later Mm -hmm. so in the fall i have a lot of asthma related issues and the locket really really helps and actually there's a um company where it's a black owned company organic organic Organic, O-R-G-A-N-N-E-C-K.com. And it's a guy, and he makes these, the lockets that I'm talking about, and he makes all different types, the Detroit Lions, Tigers, um, DC, Marvel characters, Mm -hmm. uh, Spartans, Wolverine stuff. And he'll even customize stuff for you if you want to wear a locket. And it really, I think it helps really well for children because you can't always get them to use an inhaler. But Mm -hmm. if they have to go to school, you know, you can just put the necklace around them, maybe tuck it in a uniform shirt and it'll have whatever character or whatever they want on it and then that way they're constantly breathing it throughout the day and it's you know yeah. relieving some of those asthma related issues yeah. so that is my life hack for today nice well it was so awesome your life hack tied into mine and oh, guess yay. what mine ties into yours this week uh-huh. it's about putting those little monsters to sleep yes <laughs> Ooh, go to go so, the bleep to sleep I've had more than more than a lifetime works in my personal opinion of trying to simply get a small human to go to sleep i'm queen supreme auntie most of my auntie responsibility fight you include ask for water tell you they going, thir- they dir- i thirsty mommy going to sleep is always on the agenda at some point mm. so one of my favorite though that works at least this is for some of the older ones who think they can outsmart you what I like to do is turn it into a competition. A competition that everybody wins in the end. <laughs> okay? Yes. So the competition is, if you can sit perfectly still, you can keep your eyes closed or open. But simply keep perfectly still for 10 full minutes and not go to sleep. Because every adult person knows what a sleepy child looks like. Yes. Oh, now, yes. don't do this just when it's time to go to, on nap time and they still bouncing off the walls and yeah. they're not actually sleepy this might not work and you end up negating nighttime all mm-hmm. nap time altogether but if you know you got a sleepy child and you're talking about an older one maybe five six seven one of those same but Can you know you black like, folks until they baby they sleepy at like and and 10 a.m they just woke up like <laughs> yeah. oh you sleepy baby yeah. no we'll i'm give them t- some benadryl and tell them like <laughs> take a nap no i'm not talking about that lay your ass down i'm talking about a truly sleepy child Say, if you can sit here for 10 minutes and not move, make it a game, because they love them. They yeah, love they a love game. a good game. And not so move at all. I got my kid to all. wash my car and vacuum it out. Exactly. And not move. No, Perfectly still. <laughs> don't, don't move. Don't blink. Nothing. You got to stay perfectly still. If you can do it for 10 full minutes, you can get up and go on with your day. You know why it's a win? Because simply being still for 10 minutes... It's all anybody needs. Yeah, it'll put anybody to sleep. It'll put about. anybody to sleep. And then if they the the kicker was my sister was a little smart. She got on she she caught on a little bit and she was like, 
well, are you going to try to beat me? I said, don't threaten me with an F. <laughs> <laughs> don't you dare threaten me with a good time. We both sat there in my bed and both went to sleep. <laughs> it's win-win. That is my life oh, hack for the perfect. week. That is perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> Do you have a life hack, Engineer Joe? Yeah. Uh, not at this time, but you know what I think next Next week's show, I will have, have a life hack. hack. Have okay. a life hack? I will have a life hack for next week's Fantastic. show. Fantastic. Okay. Yes. Well, that has been our show, everybody. This episode has been brought to you by the letter B. Be sure to like us on Facebook. That is where you will find all our fun games and things. So this week, you will also find our Indian taco recipe, and you will get a nice live video of us making that together. We gonna struggle Yay. together, y'all. We gonna do it. We, we gonna, gonna struggle through. We gonna figure it out as a family. I can't <laughs> wait to see that. That's gonna be fun. Exactly. So make sure that you like and follow us on Facebook so you can catch all of that, um, as well as rate us on iTunes. We only like five stars around here. If you got anything less, take that somewhere else. All the way up. Somewhere else. We don't need it. Tell a friend to listen to us and eat a taco, grab a titty, and we will talk to you next time. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you very much for coming out. God bless you. Good night. Good night. Searching for Claire Huxtable is a podcast that is about dating black women from a black man's perspective with Maceo and Way. Listen in for topics like marriage, dating with kids, sex toys, and of course, side chicks. Subscribe, like, and share on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher to the Searching for Claire Huxtable podcast and don't miss listening.